Magics episode two. My name is Athena, as you know, and tonight we will be talking a little bit about altars. I will, my beautiful sister is here as well, as you all know, our Willow. <laughs> I don't know who's Hello, on the guys, talk. welcome. Bless yeah. yeah. you all. So, yeah, uh, me, me and sister, we've been busy this week uh, getting some video together so that we could educate you guys on how to set altars up, how to cleanse them and bless them. So my side was cleansing, blessing and anointing the altars, tools, explaining to you basically what you need to do before you set up the altar, which is what Sis is going to talk to you about and talk to you a bit about Embolic, which is our new season for this month. So any questions or anything you want for us guys, please just um, ask us guys and enjoy the videos. Yeah, of course. I think we have our beautiful thinking of others in the room tonight. We do. And we of do. course we have Christopher, our awesome other host from Bold and Bonkers. We also have my fiancé watching tonight, William. I will give him a shout out, Willie. Hello, Willie. He watches upstairs, guys. So yeah, we've got a few of our fam in tonight. William will also be watching, I think, in his room. He usually likes to pop in and say hello to the guys. So, sister, while we're waiting on people coming in, what have you been doing? Anything well, nice about you? I have done a few candles because of things going on recently in the community, as we all are aware. But we are going to do a little one-minute dedication to a certain family member that we lost this week. We will do that in this as well, a couple of seconds, just to remember him. So I've been doing a lot of that work and just keeping myself connected with the divine because I've not been feeling my greatest I've been feeling a bit down but I'm looking forward to doing this show and um, this was something that we was asked to do by some family members that are going into witchcraft and are not sure how to set up altars or how to cleanse them or do anything so hopefully mine and sis's um, information will help you a lot and you can always come and ask us if you need any further information or guidance that's also as well. See, when you do become part of a community like Sister and I knew each other just a little over a year and a half, I think, is it not? Well, it's got to be. Just over like a year and a half, coming up two years, it's got to be. Yeah, and Christopher, I've knew him for a good three years. And I think you start to get a feel for your community. And yesterday, when when Morad actually, when Morad sadly passed away, sister, I think it was the day before he passed away, and you were really sad and things. And I, I must have felt that because I did go to your go onto your Facebook, and I realised that you were going live, and that's what it was for, was to give a dedication to Morad. So you do start to feel that there's something in your community is wrong because you do start to get to know each other and you get to have a feel 
for what is maybe in the mix. So oh, yeah, I agree. there's a lot of people hurting right now in the community. I agree. And I've done it. I've done it where I've gone into streams where I don't really know the person or anything, but because I'm so connected to that community, when they're upset, it upsets me because I feel their emotions. I feel their hurt for that person being lost. So it, it's very true what Sis is saying. We we are a, a community. Even if you don't know the person very well, you, you do get affected by it. Yeah, definitely do. I mean, and I think that's where a lot of things where we call each other, as you know, sister, I'm Scottish, Willow is English. We are not actual blood related, but that's why we call we call each other our sister. Because to me, I feel we've got that spiritual connection as sisters do. It's just that it's on a spiritual realm, Level. you know, and it makes us connect spiritually. And the internet is a marvelous thing for meeting people that is into the same things as you. So I think through these podcasts and through these. YouTube channels, whatever your, your community is, it might just be TikTok for all you know, you can just meet people that is into the same things as you and learn from each other it's amazing and so Sister I, wants to kind of show us how to cleanse an altar, it, the most important thing when you're starting your journey, after you've mo- made the initial, yes I want to get into the craft, is to do it properly and a lot of the time there's residual energy on things because a lot of us will get things handed down through our mothers, our grands and things. And for all you want to keep that energy with you from your ancestors, if they were a negative person, for example, that could feed off into that item. So this is why we cleanse things and we'll put our own yeah. into things. It's and that's what I kind of just tried to show and about like your basics on what you would do every day. So obviously this video is showing you what you would do on on a time when you've got a special season coming in. But I do also explain in the video about that, you know, that you should do your blessings and your cleansings of your every day. Like not take all your stuff off, but wave over the altar with some sage. Just do a prayer over it because it cleanses your table. It cleanses your, your, your tools on your altar. Obviously, the one that I showed you today is in more detail because that is where you're doing the big one. And if you're just starting out in the faith, you still do need to cleanse your altar and the tools that you've brought because it's coming from somewhere else and you don't know if that energy or what energy is stuck to those tools or those objects individually. So it's always very important to make sure that your secret space and your place that you're working in is blessed and cleansed as well as your altar and your tools. It all needs to be done in my opinion. And plus, it's all part of a process. These things help you, as a witch, get, get into a routine of doing things, and it puts you into a magical space. If you do everything as part of a ritual or just as a daily practice, your mind automatically starts to do that type of routine with everything. You'll start to cleanse your environment and things in your mind when you meet new people and things like that. It all starts to build a process in your mind. If you do watch the video, please do not think that you have to do all of that every single time. You do that on your most powerful times of your witch faith. So obviously we've got the embolic coming in. Or if you're going to be doing a really big ritual that has got lots of energy that's got to go into it, then I would take the stuff off the altar, cleanse it, clean it. But if it's just a basic spell or a basic ritual, just keep your stuff on your table. Just use your sages and make sure you've got your candles lit and stuff just to bring that protection in the room. But always walk around your house no matter what. 
cleanse every room first and do your secret space last. I always do say put like incense sticks on, put candles on, put some very calming music that brings an atmosphere of calm and positivity. It's really important that when you've got your intentions to do your altar or any kind of craft work, it's always to have a positive mind because it can be affected by as to what you're doing. Yes. So. I don't know if you want to play the video just now. Right, so what I'll do is I'll start off with mine because obviously yes. I start. Because in reality, when you're doing your stuff, you would start off by cleansing your area, your secret space and your autumn and your tools and stuff. Then you'd go into what Sister Drew was doing. Yes. Okay, so I will show my video first and then we will go on to Sister Drew. So this, right, let me put that up on the big screen, is mine. If you've got any questions, please feel free to ask, guys. We will answer at the end of the videos. And if you've got anything we need to explain in a bit more detail, we will. So this is our video. When it comes up. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Lost Magic's pre-recorded video on autism. I am Willow. I'm here today to show you how to cleanse and bless your watercolour and your secret spaces when you're working in the farm. It doesn't matter if you're a witch, a wizard, or whatever you are, it's very important that you keep your secret places and your oils clean with cleanse at all times. Now, I'm going to be showing you the main tactic and the main cleansing part of our altar. So this is for when we have our seasons as in now, we are going into the embolic phase in our witch faith. So all of our orders are going to be being changed. But before you do that, and before you can use it for your next month's work, which is the embolic one for this, you do need to make sure that you cleanse and remove any of the energy from your previous spells, rituals, and also from just everyday energy that may be lurking in you, in your home, or anywhere around you. So it's very, very important, and I always do this. Everybody's different in how they do their cleansings and how they do their stuff, but I always like to be able to put music on, but for that reason I've not got music on, because I'm needing to explain to you guys and show you guys what we do. So I've not got the music on for that reason and other reasons, obviously. So going around your home, and cleansing it with sage, cemental wood, sandalwood, lavender, jasmine, incense, or the actual plants of them. Having a white candle just to represent positivity and peace. I always have them as well. I always like incense sticks just to keep the positivity in the room. But I normally do that after I have done the cleansing of the actual whole place and I will have the candle on from the beginning Excuse me a minute, guys. 
Okay. A candle just to represent positivity and peace. I always have them as well. I always like incense sticks just to keep the positivity in the room. But I normally do that after I have done the cleansing of the actual whole place. And I will have the candle on from the beginning. Something's going on with it. It's the connection, I think. Yeah, it should be okay. It'll catch up. Catch up, sir. Just talk a wee minute while it catches up, if you like. Yes, that's the receiving video, guys. Smell's very important. Uh, the smell also cleanses your area if you've not got any of the incense there. Tobacco smoke, candle, it. Anything, guys, anything, even your breath can cleanse an area, just your intent to blow away the negative and to welcome in the positive. That's all you're really doing. And that's why we use scent. It's very it's very good to put you in your space for the, what you're up to. Right now, Sister Wear Alter is cleansing it. So she's I normally do that after I have done. Sorry, I'm just trying to get it to go forward a little bit, guys, so that it's yeah. not going to keep cutting out or anything. Done the cleansing of the actual whole place and I will have the candle on from the beginning. We're going to have problems with this aren't we because it's the... Yeah. We could even just leave it sitting there so I can talk about altars if you like. But it was easier to show the, the video because it shows everything. They want to be able to see it physically what to do. Yeah. So. But for some reason, it's not Buffing. catching up for some reason. It's, it's not doing what it's meant to be doing or anything. Just give it a wee second. It make As in now, we are going into the embolic phase in our witch faith. So all of our rules are going to be being changed. But before you do that and before you can use it for your next month's work, which is the embolic one for this, you do need to make sure that you cleanse and remove any of the energy from your previous spells, rituals, and also from just everyday energy that may be lurking in you, in your home, or anywhere around you. So it's very, very important, and I always do this. Everybody is different in how they do their cleansings and how they do their stuff, but I always like to be able to put music on, but for that reason I've not got music on, because I'm needing to explain to you guys and show you guys what we do so I've not got music on for that reason and other reasons obviously so go around your home and cleansing it with sage sandalwood, wood sandalwood lavender, jasmine, incense or the actual plants of them Having a white candle just to represent positivity and peace. I always have them as well. I always like incense sticks just to keep the positivity in the room. But I normally do that after I have done the cleansing of the actual whole place. And I will have the candle on from the beginning. Why is it doing that? 
Is it normal? Right. The thing is, right, guys, so I got into this part where I'm telling you about going around to the areas in the house or your home, okay? So wherever you're going to be cleansing and blessing, you need to walk in to them areas, go into the rooms and individually have your sage, your sandalwood and just go into the rooms and just speak out asking for protection and cleansing of the room so you would go in with this with the sage and that lit using your feather and just whifting the smoke around in all of the corners of the room saying i bless this room in the powers of our almighty father our lord jesus mother earth mother nature and the divine obviously you all may have different deities that you worship and follow you use them to do that you don't have to use the same guys as what we do but you would go around saying that to each room then you would come into your blessed your secret room where you're going to be doing your order and you're going to be doing your blessings and stuff like that over everything else you would do the same as what you've done in the rooms but then just add in a personal prayer that you do every day to your higher power or you could do the lord's prayer whatever you feel to do just to give that extra little bit of protection in that room and then what i would normally do is go over to the area of where my altar is and remove all of the equipment onto a towel or a cloth because i don't agree in putting the instruments that we use directly onto the floor i'd like them to be um on something padded and also because when you anoint it and you've got the anointing oils and all the other oils you use to clean cleanse your tools if it drips off it still stays on that cloth so it's still powering what it's supposed to be doing to those tools that's why i do this as well yeah so move all of your tools onto the towel put some crystals around just to keep that protection mode around them and stuff like that move off your blankets shake them outside with the thinking of the intentions of cleansing your blankets and making sure that they're ready to go back in the water put them on your chair whatever you've got to do and then go over to your equipment the first thing you need to do is go over to your table and actually wipe down your table so i always have two bowls of water i have a normal bowl of water and i have a blessed water okay so i have the normal water just to cleanse over the top of the table and to give my intentions to open to cleansing the altar so for that reason what i would do normally is put the water over the table with it rinsed and i will say i bless this altar table in the powers of our father our lord jesus christ and in the powers of our mother earth and mother nature and our divine i ask that this table is removed of all negative evil or bad energy that may be consumed and that it is only replaced with the good love and the light of your power our father and our mothers and our divine see us here so more be amen once you've done that wiping all over the table and on the legs and everything you then will let that dry and you'll go over to cleaning your tools now i use a banishing oil a blessing oil a anointing oil and a protection okay now i always start off with the banishing i use the banishing oils on such things as the, the altars on all of the tools and on 
anything that resides in the witchcraft. The only things I don't use it on is the crystal ball because it can affect the energies of your crystal ball. And I don't personally put it onto the crystals because the crystals, some of them cannot consume liquid or water. So with crystals now, I would normally use either a salt plate, put the crystals on there, or I would charge them in the three moons when it's at full moon. Obviously, on your times where you're doing it, where you just need it there and then you just need to cleanse your crystals and that, just put them onto some salt, do a prayer over it, do a bit of sage or something over the top, doing that blessing and they'll be good to go and to be used. But for your actual setting of your main altar to do with your holidays in witchcraft or in your faith, always, always make sure that you do charge all of your equipment under under the moon. You can do that with your cards, your altar, cloths, anything can be put in the moon as well as yourselves. So once you've done that and you've anointed the equipment what you do is you would pick each i pick it up individually everybody is different i pick all each item up individually and i will personally bless them and cleanse them protect them and anoint them okay it's the same as the table so when you pick them up you would go i bless i banish any negative or evil spirits or energy that may surround this altar these equipment and my sacred space i bless this in the power of our father our lord jesus christ and i bless this power in the power of our mothers mother earth mother nature and the divine csso morty be amen i do that to each tool individually and i do that to the table at the end okay and i do that with each oil that i use but using the phrase that i'm needing it for so obviously you've got your banishing so you're banishing your energy then you've got your protection, which is where you're asking for the altar to be protected, the secret space to be protected. So then you would go, I protect this altar in the powers of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the powers of Mother Earth, Mother Nature and the Divine. I ask that all negative and evil spirit or energy is removed and is only replaced with good, love and positivity. CSCSO Morty B. Amen. Whatever you follow, you say. You do the same with the other two as well, because you've got your protection, your banishing, your blessing and so on. So using those, I'm going to be putting this video up for you guys to be able to watch it, guys. For some reason, it's just not showing it here for some reason. So just do that with all of your equipment. Put them all back onto the towel, okay? with the crystals and stuff there, leave them there, then go back to your table where you will then use your blessed water. Now, to make your blessed water, you will have either tap water boiled three times or you can have a bottled water out that's fresh out of the shop. Put two bowls, one with your normal water with nothing in it and your blessed water. You can make your blessed water yourself by doing the water, putting a, a tormentraline or a black onyx crystal just to boost up that energy okay put in your salts such as epsom himalayan uh, sea salts and um table salts put them in bless them cleanse them boil them do whatever you want let that water calm down and cool and then you would put that into a bottle and you would put that in the daylight and one night of night Okay, so that is giving it a charge and it's also giving the first break of daylight, which is the sign of blessings. Okay, so the water would become blessed. 
okay i would recommend doing that the day before you're going to do your cleansing so make all your water that you're wanting that's blessed up make sure that you've got all of your equipment and your things that you're wanting to use and have blessed and cleansed out ready or sitting waiting on the altar for you to remove and just follow those instructions so once you have done that and um I've lost where I was. What was I talking about? So, yeah, you're going over to the old. So you've done that and you're, um, you, you've cleaned and blessed your tools, as I've said, and they're on the floor, on the blanket. They're all ready. And then you want to bless your table before you go into what Sister Drew is going to do. So what you do is you dab your, your table. You would do the same thing as you would do when you're blessing your tools, but you would do it for your table. OK, so you would do a cross and you do a circle for these and you need to do three rounds for the circle. This is what I do. I believe in doing things in threes because it is, it is a representation of what we do in our faith. And I think it's a good number for me. So I do three. OK, so. While you're doing that, putting your intentions and speaking out your intentions and saying what I've said to you to do with the anointing oils. Some people do not use anointing oils or don't like that sort of thing. You can use the blessing water that I said to you about the blessing water. As I was saying, you can use those souls. Just put them in a window, let them let them sit overnight and day. And then the next day when you're going to be doing that, you'll your water will be ready you can use your blessing water in reverse of the oils so if you don't use oils you can just do the same thing but using the blessing water put it over the altar let it be cleansed then put your, put your blanket over bless your blanket and then it goes into what sister drew does okay so i've gave you a brief description of how to do what you do with your altar cleansing and blessing the secret areas and stuff but there will be the video put up publicly tonight after the show so that you can see it in more detail from me because sadly the video was not working it kept cutting out which i didn't want to happen but it is on the youtube channel and will be up tonight guys so i'm going to put you over to sister drew uh, athena so she can talk to you about the other side of setting your altars up and i hope that helped mm. Yeah, sometimes these technical problems are terrible, aren't they? Yeah, guys. So that's a bit. That's how you cleanse things and put your own energy into them. And as we were kind of touched upon last week a little, there's all a little. There's altars for absolutely everything. I mean, I have an altar that I I use here that I showed you last week or the week. Before. I think I showed you last week. There was one podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and I've got it set up for my goddess, which my goddess is Hecate. So I have a prayer candle on her altar. I'll show you it. So right now I have a, to get a good angle. Right now I have my prayer candle on her altar. I showed you last week what's on that. It's got all my intent for the year that I want to achieve. I want to achieve in my mind goddess status, if you like. I want to achieve where I'm... Um, a couple of personal things, different things like that are all on this candle. In my daily ritual is when I get up in the morning, what I do is I dedicate the first half an hour. Hopefully, it used to be an hour, but I can do half an hour now. 
I dedicate the first half hour of my day to this this sacred space that I've already did everything that Sister has just showed you on. And every day once I put Liam out to school, I'll come down, I will light my candle, I'll put a fresh bit of incense out, some fresh water. I will put, sometimes we'll put some herbs in this, just to, on my, this is my cauldron. I will put herbs in this, depending if I'm maybe needing a little bit of extra boost that day. I will come down and I will light my candle. I will place my water on my altar. I will light up my incense. Some days I'll light just the sage incense, just to clear the space. Other days I'll maybe light the confidence incense. Other days I might light incense that's helped me pick my mood up. That type of thing. I will light my candle, and as I'm lighting my candle, I will try and have in my mind the intent for the day that I want to achieve. I will talk to Hecate, and I will ask her to guide me. I will tell her maybe anything that's on my mind that I want to help with my faith that day. Maybe my son's struggling at school or something. I'll ask her to maybe help him that day, have an easier day. Basically, you open up to your goddess, you tell her your worries, tell her your hopes, tell her the things that you want to achieve. Ask her for her help. Thank her for anything you do feel that she's helped you with, even just being here this day in life. Thank her for that. Thank her for getting to a space in your life where you are free to worship these things and help them into your world because it really will change your life, guys. Honestly, the minute you start trying to open up your third eye and the minute you start meditating that is when your life starts to change you do go through a little bit sometimes you will feel your mood drop sometimes that is because you're doing shadow work at the same time which is ridding your old negative life to welcome in your new positive life which will start to happen the minute you start to do alters and things but you've got to have in your mind's eye that this is for the good don't let that negativity drag you back down because it's so easy to give up. Just keep pushing through. Keep asking the goddess and your deities, your ancestors for the guidance. It is there. Just keep the faith. Keep asking and you will receive. So this is why this altar is here. This is to show your, your faith, your willingness to learn, your willingness to take the good times with the bad, which happens a lot <laughs> but once you're past that guys it's easy sailing honestly you learn so much once you get by the rough bit get to the rough parts and that is where you'll maybe start not feeling a need to light your altar up every day and talking to it and giving it your worries giving it your hopes giving it your thanks you don't need to do that every day for an hour maybe some days you don't even need to do it other days you maybe need to light it up two and three times just depending on your day but the minute you make a connection to your altar, it is what represents you and your faith to this world, to this craft, this practice, whatever you want to call it. It's basically a dedication. It's, a, it's between you and the next realm that you want to open your life up to. This is what you're trying to achieve with these altars. You're trying to welcome in the goddess. You're trying to welcome in a new way of life. You're celebrating your new life. You're celebrating the changes that are happening. Well, it's just stroke my yoga. <laughs> so you're celebrating all that. You're celebrating and welcoming in and you're thanking things for happening. And then there's different things in our faith and other faiths as well. The seasons. The seasons are 
basically the god and the goddess's journey of the meeting. Which in bulk, some people say in bulk is the first season, others say Samhain is the first season. I don't know what you think, sis, what you think in bulk's the first. A lot of people do. Because I, I, think, that, I, think, I think so, yeah. Yeah. But like like you said, sis, yeah, you know, the the, the seasons do represent the, the, the meetings of the god and the goddess. Um obviously the seasons represent many different and important aspects in our, our faith as well. And um we bring this very much out on our altars by putting very beautiful, colourful things on there, putting certain trinkets and things that are relevant to that season or to uh, loved ones in some cases because some of our rituals and stuff we do for seasons is to do with loved ones and stuff as well so we will put anything that resembles to them there so don't just think you just got to put your basic tools out you can put anything that you want to put on there that makes you feel connected to your personal energies like your family and your ancestors and stuff as well yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I've just showed you a bit of the basic goddess there. That's just my personal altar to my goddess. Everything that you do, you will find these things. You pick out yourself. Things will come to you and you'll know no why you're picking them up in a supermarket. But then a month down the line, you'll click that it's to go here, it's to go there. And that is the goddess at that time putting that into your head that you are going to need that in the future. Sometimes you maybe walk past somewhere and you're just pure drawn to it, and you don't understand why you're drawn to that specific area. And then you might read something two weeks down the line that an ancestor or something used to work there and things. Everything is energy and it does connect. Everything connects in one great big circle. And the seasons and things is just to represent that. That's to represent all the change that goes on within the year. Samhain, a lot of people think, is the first season because it is the the darkness and things coming into the light and there's a lot to the Samhain that's a lot, lot of more your witchiness but with the Imbolc, Imbolc is just the awakening of the sun you're now saying goodbye to the to the winter nights you're welcoming in uh, <laughs> you're welcoming in spring autumn, well you're welcoming autumns and uh, spring them sort of areas that are going to be coming by very shortly you know what I mean so yeah um it is though it's the mark of no more long nights and it's the the rebirth of the sun you know our our, our brother or father son some people call him father son brother son the god son whatever you like to call him that's when he comes back into play that's when we get longer days and longer time and obviously that's just saying each each altar and each um, setup is completely different for each holiday that we have. You'll see different things on there. There's the other altar that Sis has got. See, this guy's. I'm not really sure how I'm going to do this because this will need all that up before you'll get the full effect of it. And I might actually do a video just to show you the difference of it when it's lit up. I'll try and give you a basic guidance of it, right? Right now. Right, right now I've got this set up for Imbolc ready to light. Oh wait, this isn't going to work too good. I should have done it on my phone. This is the main worship of Imbolc for me. This is going to represent all the different... Oh wait, now I'm going to have to do it on my phone, guys. Just a second, I'll bring this over and talk about this because this is important. Imbolc, remember what I told you about Imbolc being 
It's like the the it's every, this is important to me this season, right? And it's because it is the the it's the getting ready for like the, the God to meet the goddess and um like birth something if you like. So that would be your next season. They've planted the seed in this season ready for the next. So this to me unbox important because this is putting all your dreams and your hopes forward for the full year. You know, so everything and bulk water I think's a bit personal. There's basically you celebrate the sun and things coming in, but you're also trying to like buff your hopes and your dreams and things. So there could be things on your all that you don't really want a lot of people to see. So that's where it's important for you to represent your faith, represent things in your life you want to manifest. Maybe you want somebody's attitude to change within that year. You could hold a candle and put the focus into that for them to do better this year coming. That's you birthing the the hopes and dreams for that person. Um, there's loads. I mean, inbox, endless inbox. You can even write down, down your intentions. Mm-hmm. And burn them in the... And the burn cauldron. them in your sister, in your um, goddess, the cauldron and that. Or whatever. Obviously, some of you may not have a cauldron at the minute, but if you've got something that you can burn burn to the stuff in then I would you call the cauldron the the cauldron is the goddess's womb this is why you is, have yeah. this at the goddess side everything you put into your cauldron is what the goddess is going to either manifest for you get rid of for you that type of thing that is why when we write something down on a piece of paper and things we put it in our cauldron and we'll burn it because we know that it's so built so above, so below. So if we burn something here, it all manifests in the other realms. This is where if all the magic happens in your cauldron, where you put your herbs and things to light and mix. You know, the cauldron, as I said, it's the, the symbolisation of your spell work working. A lot of people don't do cauldron magic. They just simply do simple uh, candle spells and things. Yeah. Big rituals and things are usually done in the cauldron. It's whatever suits you, really, guys. Oh. We, we haven't got to say you, everyone's got to go out and buy cauldrons and stuff. Some of you, like Sister said, might be more happier with using candles or using um, different herbs, things like yeah. that. Everybody does it differently, you know what I mean? But What I'll show you next, guys, as I've showed you this all, I was going to try and show you the Embo Coulter. Uh, the way I do it, but it's going to be a bit difficult because of camera angles and things. So, in bulk is the 2nd of February, so maybe next week we can focus a little bit more on the seasons, sis, and we'll yeah. show you better the in bulk altar. I'll take a little bit more planning, I think. But I actually did a video as well, and what I did the video was of one of the first goddesses that I ever did connect to that helped me through. To be a witch in the first place, I did. A, I think the video is only a couple of minutes long. Find it. It is six minutes long, guys. Right. So what I could do is I could play this for you if I remember how to share the screen, and then we'll talk a little bit about that. Let's see how you do it. Okay, make share screen. Yeah, and with my video, guys, if there isn't anything that you if you know, if you watch it, you'll find it quite educational, so you'll be alright with that. But if there is anything you're not sure of, just come over and ask me, because obviously you'll read, you're watching it and not really getting me explaining. 
Is that chair in here? Okay, guys. So this basically is a bit about the altar I have upstairs. This is my working altar, if you like. This is the one where I do do my, I do do my spell work on it. This is where I do all my candle magic. This is where when I do a jar, I will put it on this altar for the three days, the seven days, the nine days to let the energy uh, my goddess get into it, to let the spell work happen, the magic happen, if you like. All the spell work usually would be prepared by this point. Uh, so I'll play this, guys, and then we'll talk about, about this after it plays, right? Just let me know if you can hear it and things, okay? Crystals that is to honor the spirits to give them some power 
Okay, that's what that to me the acorn is kind of a representation on acorn, sorry. A, what do you call it? A buckeye is the representation of spirit to me on my altar. So that's just so the spirits have got some abundance and some protection on the other side. Santa Mutter right now is working on some prayers for me that I've put in power this statue to do. She's also protecting me right now. And right now she is oh, she has got the wand that is also to represent it. Right now she's protecting me and magic as well is this side of the realms. Uh, the water is just a representation of the west, as we all know. Um, so yeah, and typically as well, what I'll, this is a wee jar I've done for a friend right now who's two kids have just lost their mum, so I've been lighting a bit of incense to protect them, and I'm just welcoming in the body, oh sorry, I'm just welcoming in the bodies to their life, it's just a little jar of protection for them and love, welcoming the bodies into their life and making sure they're spiritually connected, um, and this jar will always remain on my altar, just to represent them, uh, and typically when I go ghost hunting or I'm going to start any typical Spirit communication. I tend to sometimes, tend to sometimes, I tend to uh, ring this bell, and that's just to welcome the spirits in. People say that it puts a ripple. Sorry, guys, I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm looking at the altar. Yeah, this just gives a representation. To, uh, sorry, this just people say that it um, puts a ripple in the airwaves that helps the spirits to come in better when you ring a bell or do any loud noise, typically. So. Um, but yeah, any questions, just let us know and I can answer them the best of my ability. This was a lemon. I always try, I don't always try. There I go again. I put a lemon on my altar. It absorbs all the negative energy. And if there was any seeds in that, it would jingle. But there's no seeds in that one, guys. The one downstairs as well, there wasn't any seeds in. I'll probably get another uh, lemon. Now this one's went brown. But okay, yeah, that's just a bowl of herbs and things that I've got also for protection, to absorb the negativity, that type of thing. So, any questions? And this is my pendulums. They always sit in a bed of salt till I need them. This is a representation of Liam, my son. Help him be protected, be guided in life, be lucky. So just a typical jar spell thing. This is also just to ward off any spirits that may think they're coming into my space to do me harm, my spirits around me harm. So, sorry it's so dirty guys, but altars do get dirty, it's just part of it, because of the incense. So thank you for watching, and blessed. Okay guys, so that is a bit about uh, why uh, my, my altar upstairs. And it's just a representation of my magic, who I want to welcome into my spell work when I'm doing spell work and things. That one up, that all upstairs, sorry, is a bit dirty. <laughs> it's due, it is actually due getting a revamp, which is the season, as I said, everything's to be renewed and things. So, yeah, that's my spell work as well upstairs. Any questions or anything, guys, just ask us and we're willing to take any questions. I mean, all of the we altars you need to remember right altars are a representation of you and your faith and it really really is isn't it well no it's really really is anything you want to put on that space it really is anything at all to do with your spirituality it could be sister do you remember when you first started and you thought that 
a simple wee stick that you picked up ghost hunting could be your wand and things. Do you not think that was more powerful than these big crystal things that you buy? I do, and I think that it's very important to buy, to pick up things that are personal to you. Sure. See, a lot of my stuff that you'll see on my altars through the seasons are stuff that I've picked up through going on walks and stuff, and I've seen things that I like, something that's pointed out to me, something I think is going to look and be really good for my altar, and I'll pick it up, and you can do the same thing, guys. You can go out and see things online or whatever, and you might see a certain character in a statue that you like or something. You, they will all the things that are relevant for your altar and for those seasons will will jump out at you wherever you are. That's it, in a shop or if you're just out in nature. It, you know, there's it's always good to combine your altar with witchy stuff and stuff that you'd get from the witch side of nature as well. So, and once I show you the call, and I can't go more into details to the the representation in north, the representation in south, and things. Which generally is typically is a representation of air, wind, fire, water, and that's just at north, east, south. But I will show you, we, me and sister will talk about that probably next week when we explain the ball cultures and things. But, um, but altars are just a representation of you and your faith. A lot of people feel that uh, witchcraft is in churches because of the altars. I mean, if you think about an altar in a church, that's what that is. That's where the preacher stands and he stands and tells his, his what do you call them in front of him, his congregation things. So we're just represent. we're basically doing the same with our altars. We're sort of um, preachers ourselves, but in a different way. We're preachers of our faith. Like That's why we're learning and teaching you. Probably not in the same way as what you would get in a church, but we do, and we show you these things. And our altar, your altar is your most secret thing. It's the most important aspect of your faith and of you, okay? And that is the most important thing in this, along with, obviously, the energies and stuff that you work with. But if you've not got a good altar and you've not got the love in the altar, then the other stuff's not going to work. You need your altar for things to work. So yes, definitely. just put yourself into your altar. Once, once you make the decision that you want to be spiritual, I won't even say go in, I won't even say be a witch. Once you make the decision that you want to be spiritual, yeah. you have to really do a lot of soul searching. Right, so okay, you've decided you want to be spiritual. So what do you do? You basically meditate, you clear your energy, you sit, you meditate, you decide in your mind what you want to do. What do you like? Do you like cooking? Do you like herbs? Do you like working with tarot cards? A lot of witches don't do any of that. They'll just either do tarot cards, they'll do the herb stuff, they'll do kitchen witchery, they'll do the green witchery, and they maybe not do any other witchery. Others do it all. Uh, others just have a simple candle on their altar, a representation of wind, air and fire. All the altars are different. I mean, yeah. to me and sister, we're eclectic witches. We do a bit of everything. So other witches you will find if you Google it on YouTube will only really work, do like green, green herbs and uh, work with green herbs and things. Everything really is up to yourself. It really yeah, is. Exactly. Once not you make every, the decision and you not meditate, not everyone is going to look the same from a witch. Mm -hmm. To be and honest, I started this path way back in 
five, six years ago, I never ever thought I would have in, I would have as much things as I have. I would I never thought I would have as much knowledge and things I have. You could run out there, spend three, four hundred pounds on all everything on the internet for it, but you wouldn't be the same. You have to no. start at the beginning and you have to take the path. You have to collect these things naturally. Some people will go out there now and buy an altar kit. That's okay for a basic. If you want to do that, get and buy an altar kit and add to it as you're going along. But yeah. me, I started off just putting a... My daughter gave me my first crystal. She gave me a bit of amethyst. And that is honestly how it started with collecting things. I put the amethyst out and I used to put the spirit box on. And then the spirits told me about... Uh, what was the hair again? I can't remember. Dragon, dragon, yeah, blood. and then that's what I did. I googled all that, and from then on, you you just find yourself you're learning, 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 and you do end up having these things, and you will find a witchy smell that relates to you. Mine's is white California white sage. What's your sister? You got a favourite witchy smell? My favourite is actually dragon's blood, but I do like right. sage as well. I do like yeah. the sage. I like the native sage, though, the more earthy smelling one. That is really mm-hmm. beautiful. And white sage is really nice. To be honest, that I love so many smells yeah. that I, I can't get enough. You, you know you know when you're coming into a witch's home, put it that way. Mm-hmm. There's so, it, and it really does help you, doesn't it? I mean, it we just were talking before we went live about what we were doing, and I said, I'm going to light a bit of incense just to get into my witch's face. And we were talking about what we were lighting, and it was funny because Christopher today was telling me that he was going to light some incense and was telling me he was lighting California White Sage. And it does, it really does help you put your, yourself into a space. I think our people underestimate the power of smell. I really, really do. Because it really does help. Don't get us wrong, like the altars and stuff and your intentions and how you are is very important. But it does really help when you've got the right things around you to help you to go into that that place as well. You know, the right smells and things are absolutely amazing and very powerful in our work. If we didn't have that, I don't think we'd be able to focus as much as we do sometimes. They kind of just bring us into that element. Obviously, as long with um, incense sticks as well. That's a representation that we can use for air. So that is used a lot in sensitics because of the air sign. And obviously anybody that knows and is going into witchcraft, you know, the elements are very important as well in the witch today, faith and stuff. So. When I was thinking about... I don't know how that's coming. Today when I was thinking about things to talk about tonight, I was actually thinking back to the beginning when I started my path. And I remember the first feeling that I ever got off a crystal because people have told me that there's crystals that you'll hold and you will feel it but I had been holding crystals for years and never felt anything but it wasn't until I opened myself up spiritually that I opened my third eye I started doing the meditations and things that's when when I started holding crystals that I felt them was when I did open myself up to them and I think a lot of people think that oh don't talk rubbish holding a crystal is not going to give you that i think because they hold the crystal and don't get that if they opened themselves up magically to it they would get it you know i think half the time people deny these feelings before they've got i think a lot of just think that you automatically will connect to the tools that you use and you don't you know you do need to get a feel for them they need to get a feel for you and 
even though you may not be feeling it, that they'll be working in your hand, believe me, you know what I mean? And like Sis is saying, if you reach a level and you keep believing that you're going to feel what that crystal needs to do for you, you will start to feel it and you will start to open. It's all about patience and timing, okay? So even if you're sitting there and you're doing all this stuff and it seems like it's not working, it doesn't mean it isn't working. It's doing it at its own pace, its own time. There is no set time. Sorry. Think about it like you add a herb in your cooking, for example. Right? You're standing there making a chicken korma, for example. You put your herb in that. The minute you put your herb in it and stir it, it changes it to something else. So yeah. remember the powers of these herbs. They, they can take make your tastes taste different. So it also can alter the, the, your mind state and things as well. A lot of people use rosemary in their cooking, but it really is one of the most magical out there so when you cook with this herb rosemary as a witch you can that meal into something so powerful for your family they don't even realize that you're doing it because you've put your rosemary in and your intent is you're stirring so when your family's eating that food that's when they start to feel love they feel the abundance in their belly they feel everything that you've put into that for their future all manifesting within them and they don't even know it and you, as a mother, as a witch, as a granny, have did that for them. And it's a continual spiral like that that you will start to think about the minute you start meditating, opening your third eye, getting yourself to a state where you believe these feelings. That is a great big part of it. People, Yeah, believing in yourself and believing in what you're feeling is really important. And you will get signs. If you ask the goddess to make herself known, you will be walking down the street and you will get signs. A leaf or something will fall in front of you, shaped like a love heart, shaped like an angel, things like this, but you yeah. have to watch for them. You really yeah. do. In the sun, you could walk down the street, especially now we're all coming in Embolt. Walk down the street, ask the sun goddess to appear for you, give you signs. I don't know why I'm echoing. <laughs> to give you signs. No, no, do I. You keep going in and out, so do I. Yeah, I don't know why. But that's what you do. You ask for the things. Let the, the world know. Let the goddess, the God, know that you're ready. That you want to now take your spiritual journey and ask for the signs. And they will guide you. As long as you're sincere and you are willing to learn and you are willing to absorb the messages that he and she gives you, they will continue to do that for you. You have to be at a state where you're willing to believe these feelings that is the thing that I think that I denied for so many years that I, yeah. I didn't become a witch for until now. It was because I always knew I was different, but I just didn't know where and why. And I think I've always thought I was going to be like a guidance counsellor or an agony aunt or something. And it really was, I think, just to learn people that witchcraft and things and these natural, these herbs and things, if you use them naturally and put your intent into them, can really change your life, guys. Honestly, you have got no idea. And that's in anything spiritual. You know what I mean? Not just in witchcraft or mm -hmm. wizardry or whatever you practice, you know, normal spirituality, you know, and um, yeah. in everyday work that you do. A lot of us are investigators and stuff. You've got to be very open and very believing of what you feel and see to be able to connect in that in that way. It's not just in the witch faith and, and other faiths. It's in everything that you do. And like Sister said, with the foods and the 
and stuff like that there are so many foods and so many different things that we put into our food and into everything every day that has always been very significant back in the past and has been used as other things so even when we're not thinking fully intentioned we're just thinking of love light and family being okay it's putting other intentions because of what those foods represent anyway so you're not just doing what you're doing here you're doing what the world needs as well because when you're cooking and we're eating we're still connected to to earth we're still connected to the elements we're still connected so we're not just feeding ourselves and protecting our family we're protecting everything that's around us as well so yeah definitely I mean, if you go back to the altar that I showed you upstairs, I've got a little jar that I said was Liam. In that jar, I have got a little scroll, and it is my intention for my son for the rest of his life. I've got his baby teeth in there. I've got a bit of obsidian just for, to keep him protected. I've also got uh, a couple of his toenail clippings. I've got a top of his hair. I've got some oils and things that I added to it on the scroll that I put in. When I was doing the scroll and I was put wrapping the little bit of cord round it, I was putting the intent that he will always be binded to me and his father. That type of thing, whereas he'll always consider our feelings and his future and things. Lots of things, guys. You can put, you can build somebody into a jar just with having like yeah. but six, seven pieces of stick. You know, just rep- everything represents their head, their arms, their legs. And you, you can, can put yeah. them in a jar and protect them. And that that person as your little kid, you could do it into her bag, yeah, as well. Remember what we told you last week that the power is in us as witches. Everything else is nice and it's useful, but the power really is in you. It's much like what you get taught now at college and things about manifesting things on the whiteboard. It really is a lot like that. Whereas if you focus to us, the spell we just did. Is that where our intent is in it? Where then the words on the whiteboard is their intent. We put the yes. intent into these candles and then we leave it alone because we know that everything we've put into that, that's why we say so more to be, because everything we've put into that is now done. We can walk away, let the magic work, and we know we have the confidence that we know that everything we put into that is going to work. Don't yes. ever doubt it. That's why you hear the, the, the words so might it be, or you might you might hear the words um, so it be, yeah. which is saying that you know what is going to be will be, and it's left in your hands are powerful divine ones, which is your father, your mother's, whatever you follow. You okay? Because like sister, um, sister Athena said, when you do that, you do put your intentions and you do manifest your work and stuff. But you got to remember that after we've done that. It continues with, you know, the, the God and the Goddess and everybody else is still doing their work. They're still making that spell continue to work. So it is really good to do that. And another thing is always make sure you do put some sort of offering out, even when you're cleansing yeah. somewhere as well. Okay, just a little offering. So here's an offering to thank you for cleansing and blessing my home. Always make sure you thank them as well, yeah. because they are the ones that you're using to come in your home and do this so you can actually carry on your work. So... See, we, we leave the spirit, well, the spirits, we, the spirits really are your deities and things as well. When you turn, when you are investigating, you turn on your spirit box and things, you will start to hear your guides, you will hear your goddesses and things speak if you ask them to. 
generally they will only come through unless you really want them to. They'll leave you to do what you want to do, those kind of things. Whereas I bring minds in for protection and guidance to the spirits that need help. So most of the time, once you've either done a ghost hunt or before you go a ghost hunt, you will give them a little present, a little gift just to say, can you please help me today? Or when you come back, yes. you maybe have picked up a nice uh, stone or something, take that back to your altar and give it as a present to your altar. Yes. So thank you for your guidance. I mean, a lot of the times when you go out a walk, especially when spring is coming, you will see all these, like, the winter uh, like the, the branches and things all breaking, ready for the new, whatever season it is. And you ask the tree if you can take it. And most of the time, instantly in your head, you'll know whether you have to take it or not. Yeah. I mean, there's... And that's it. Everything's like that. Like, I think going out and physically picking things up is the most powerfulest way to be connected to your role. It was getting things from natural environments and where you're most connected to, to nature and life, you know, that is in the wild. And that's where they represent most of the time. So... What when, we were doing, uh, when we were starting to learn a little bit about the shaman side, and we will talk a little bit about that, guys, as the podcast goes on. The person, my uncle Danny, I call him, sister calls him Pops. His name is Danny Whitewolf, if you want to look him up on YouTube. Um, Spectres. It was Chasing Bones and Spectres. Chasing Bones and Spectres, yeah. Or Danny um, Whitewolf. When he was teaching us, uh, he was teaching us that we pick up pebbles and things to represent our ancestors and things when we're out of walk. And I had said, can we not just buy a crystal to represent each person? And he had said, yes, if you want, but it would be better if you went out of walk and then be drawn to certain stones and things to represent that person, that energy, whatever you want it to do. Which, when you think about it, really does make sense because yeah. if you want a stone to represent your Uncle Charlie, <laughs> you, what better to do than go a walk and ask your Uncle Charlie to guide you to that stone that yeah. he wants to represent him you know that's what I'm saying, when you pick up these things these are, they, you know, like when you go past and you see these pretty flowers that you like the look of or you see a twig or you'll see whatever anything that you see, it's always what they're pointing you towards because it's something that's going to be relevant to them something that's going to be relevant to your craft something that's going to be beneficial to you and to them so, you know, all these things, you're not just going out there and seeing them and liking them and picking them up for no reason. There is a reason to why you're doing that. And that's so, where the belief comes in, yeah. honestly. That's where you have to, to remember that you've asked for the guidance, so now they are guiding you. So you have to take what you feel, what you are seeing in your mind's eye, even ask to see these things in your dream. A lot of people want to meet who's guiding them. I did when I first started. And I did, I seen her. I, I, I took a wee mini breakdown, if you like, and really needed to see somebody or something. And she did, she appeared for me, and I will talk about that another time. So if you really, really mean it and you are sincere, they know, and they know who really does, who is ready and who is, isn't. So as long as you know that this is the path you want to take and you really are ready for it. Because as I said, guys, it really can change your life. Especially okay. for somebody, something in your life that the, your guides know is not good for you, they will get rid of it for you, which can be heartbreaking sometimes if it's a person, if it's a job, 
if it's a, maybe an area you stay in, they know that to serve your higher good you may have to move. And sometimes that can be heartbreaking, but you have to let yourself be guided because they it's know... It's having the trust in them you. and knowing that they know what's good for you. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, they do. And uh, everything that they do and every action that they do is is for our benefit and is so that you know this world carries on the way it's supposed to you know that's so why meditation is important and paying attention to your dreams i don't really dream or meditate but i do daydream so a lot of the times i can sit there for a couple of hours and i don't even realize that i'm daydreaming and meditating and then within an hour or something i may get an idea in my head i may discover a problem i didn't know i had and then instantly I'll know the answer. That's because I have yeah. been in like a meditative state. I will see things and I'll know, not realise at the time that it was a message until I see that image somewhere else. And then you connect yeah. the dream you had to what you're doing at that moment that you see that sign. It's always believing in the signs that they send to you. The feelings that they'll let you feel. And it's an amazing journey to take. I'm not saying I'm an expert in any way, guys. I've no, no been, I've no been like Sister Sherry and been magical. I do believe Sister Sherry was born to this. I wasn't. I, was, yeah. I think I've been more given this as a future. Uh, so it's recognising all these things in you and believing that it really is happening. Because a lot of people will think that they're, they're losing their mind. They wonder why their life is falling apart. And it's not. It's just things are changing. Yeah. And it's learning how to deal with those situations and how to find an outcome. And uh, it, through this faith, it, it, it guides you in so many ways. It's unbelievable. You, you open your heart to it and you truly, truly believe that is in your heart, then I, I, I suggest that you would do it, guys. But okay. don't go doing it light-hearted. If you're not sure, don't go playing around if you don't know let, Always ask for the protection. Let us ease you into it. If you're yeah. not sure, let us ease you into it and you can learn and watch us each week and we'll help you hopefully to open up to if you really want to do that. And you don't have to be a witch like Sis said. Okay. There's a lot of things that you do in your normal life that you don't really re- realise you're doing that could be seen as witchcraft. From blowing out your birthday candles and making a wish... To study your, your things clockwise because you, you want to bring in positive things. I don't know, there's loads of things that when you do start taking this journey and you think back, you will remember. When I did realise I was a witch and I was being protected with my goddess, was when one day I was standing in my kitchen and I was making two cups of tea and they were hot. I just poured the kettle into the cups, the hot water into the cups. I opened the cupboard to get down, I can't even remember, get down another cup or something. And this lid from a disposable cup or whatever it was fell down and into the hot cup. The minute that fell into that cup and the hot water sprung out and it landed on me, the the water was instantly cold. The minute it was all over my foot, my slipper and everything was soaking and it was ice cold water. And the other cup was hot. It's, it's as if my goddess is in, instantly throws that water the minute it hit my yeah. head. 
and they do protect you they mm. do and like like sister and me are saying if you if you're willing to open to it and you're willing to listen then you will see these amazing things happen and like sis said there's a lot of things that we've done through life that we didn't realize was which related but then when you go through the craft as you get older you kind of realize that you've been doing that a long time okay yeah trees have always been I've always, no matter where I've stayed, I've always stayed around trees. And I didn't even realise this a couple of months ago. I think it was around about Samhain that I can hear the trees talk. Because, and yeah. this is going to sound funny, but any time I've ever walked anywhere with the trees, I kind of start doing like a wee, just maybe a wee rhythm, talk, wee rhythm or something in my head, a wee riddle. And it wasn't until one day, I think I got off the bus and I'm thinking, I can hear somebody speak. And I could not make it out. And it wasn't until I walked up the, the, the road, walked around and into my home, I said, that was their trees talking. I could hear a female voice. And then yeah. I came in, I think I spoke to you about it, Sherry, and I think... Yes, I, I told you a funny story, didn't about I? Because and believe it or not, we all, we all start off wondering what we're hearing. i done mm-hmm. it, okay? Like, I'm, I was walking... Uh, down the road and I'm walking around obviously I, I, I'm in tune with certain things but I remember just walking to this area and then I'm standing there and I'm hearing this voice and I'm turning around and I'm looking and I'm, I'm hearing it I can hear you but I can't see you and it goes to look left or look right or whatever and I looked and it was a tree I said I, my mouth come open I went huh are you talking to me? Am I going nuts? Is that the tree? Are you talking to me? Please just let me know. And it, it spoke again. And that's when, And that was when I was younger. You know what I mean? I was young. But I, I stood there puzzled. I was like, well, what am I... And then when I looked at the tree and I said, is that you? And it answered. I was like... And, you know... Yeah, and then you I might think we are kidding. Honestly, I swear... They don't just talk. They can give you emotion... And vibration and that as well. Like once I started hearing them, that's when I was able to feel them test and feel the energies that are connected. Mm-hmm. I did. I tested it because I thought I want to really, really. I mean, Uncle Danny and everybody told me, "Yeah, you will be hearing it." So I tested it and I walked out one night and I recorded it. And when I played it back, I I could hear female voice, and there yeah. was nobody around. I swear in my soul. They do talk to you, you. and they very often sound like voices of people. It's your ancestors talking to you, like, and like in native, in native way. You know when you're ready. Like shaman, they believe that voices are in everything. So it's in the wind, in the fire, in the water. It's in everything. The world is all one, and we are all one. Okay, we're all connected. That is what shaman believes that we're all connected as one that's the planet the universe and ourselves we're all connected that's why we can do tarot readings because we are at, us as the reader is asking our guides to connect to your guides yeah for your get for their guides to connect to them to give us the connection to the cards so everything is one big cycle and it really yeah. is amazing when you see it working because you do, yeah. but but it really is quite funny when you think about it as well. Because these things that you've heard for years, like the trees talk and things, and and you always think oh, that's absolutely rubbish. But when you really do do start opening up your 
your mind to these things, honestly, guys, they do talk. And me sitting yeah. here as a simple Scottish girl, I can honestly tell you the trees speak. They do. Where? They have got voices, they have got mm-hmm. souls, they've got everything, guys, believe me. And um, I, I think the best part for me is when you actually hear the people actually come in and saying that they're hearing what you've heard for a long mm-hmm. time as well. I find that really amusing. And some of their reactions and stuff... Like I remember when sister first told me that she actually had started hearing the trees talking in her face and that. I was just laughing because it, cause it it's a shock because you like you do think you're going crazy and you're looking around and you're like, what the hell? But it's, it's like the first time you realise spirits is real, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about that. Okay, I hear you, but where are you coming from? And they'll tell you, yeah. me, the tree. Or and then the there's a moment of unbelievableness. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You even do think that you're going a bit crazy, you're thinking, right, okay, I've took this spiritual thing just too far. You honestly do start believing things like that. I actually run first. I actually run away from the area and then went back because I thought, no, don't run, just go back because you did hear it. You know you did. And I asked it because I heard it again and then that's when it said, it's me, turn turn left or right. And I looked and it was. I said, are you talking to me? Is that the tree talking to me or am I going crazy? And it goes, yes, I am talking to you. I am... I'm an ancestor. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, they go, welcome I realized to the next, when when welcome to the next part of witchcraft as well. And they're like, yeah, they like talking to us. Yes, we're very good in your witchcraft. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and people will laugh at me and take the pee out of me because they'll see me talking to trees. I do. I'll go up and start touching the leaves and start talking to them. That's why you have to ask the tree to to use its leaves and its branches and things, because honestly, they really are alive. And I swear, as a simple nature Scottish down-to-earth girl, (laughs) it's true. That is why you really, now thinking about things, you really do have to ask these herbs, these trees, these different barks and grasses, the permission to use them for these things. And you never take what you ain't going to give back. Yeah. Whatever you take, you always give back. If that's in a stone, a little bit of change. I put money down to copper. They like copper and that. So I put mm-hmm. copper or stones. Or if I've got a sweet or something with me, I'll put it down on the floor, take it out the wrapper and like bury it or something so that an animal don't don't choke on it or something. So I, I'm really funny about things like that. But I do do things. I'm even as little as putting little little ribbons up on the trees and things like that just really cute things where they feel appreciated and remembered and believe me the more that you do it you won't be able to you won't be able to shut them up you'll be hearing everything they will constantly be talking to you it's amazing i just worry for the next time i go out ghost hunting because next the now i'm going to wonder is that the trees speaking or is it the spirits (laughs) <laughs> because it definitely I'm sure it would answer to you if you answered is that, is that actually a spirit that's talking to me or is that a tree it'd probably say it's, it's me your ancestor from the tree or yeah. if it's a spirit it'd just go oh, it's me isn't it <laughs> see if you, you know. think about it if you've ever walked in a park in a windy day and you, you hear the way the trees actually rustle and things if you think about the Harry Potter movie for example when they didn't hear what the the shell was saying until they went underwater. Yeah. You know, so things yeah. like that, that can really, really happen. I mean, things like maybe there's a a screech, you get something through the post that's a, you play it and it's a screech, but when you take it outside and play it when the, where the trees are, 
it magically it magically you can hear what it I don't know, there's lots of things that, I mean It's mad, but it's, it's amazing. Crazy. But you have to believe it, honestly. And I think once you do start opening up to it, especially if you are a bit of a dreamer and you've always been a bit of a dreamer, because when you start to realise that fairies are real, unicorns are real, maybe maybe not as, 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 as much as fairies and things and a wee bit more of a magical realm, but these things are real, guys. If you go deep into forests, you will see fairies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the truth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're very connected to them, then you don't even need to be in a the field. They'll come in your house. You've seen it on my yeah. screen. They've flown past me. Chris see that as well. You know, um, if you've got a very big connection with them and you... Because that's the thing. With all of your elements, with anything that you do, if that's connecting with spirit, if that's connecting with guides or ancestors, if that's connecting with a herb or or crystal, it's all about the intentions and the believing in it. If you believe and have the intention, it they will make themselves to be known. Whatever that is, the energy, you know, just believe in it. If you don't have the belief and you don't trust in yourself in that way, then it's not going to work right for you. You do need to have that there. Yeah, you really do have to soul search, guys. That's it. Do get yeah. a series for a wee moment. Once you start the, making your orders, yeah, and stuff, well, meditate. What I know what's really yourself. important as well is to remember that spirits can trick you. You may start to want to take this witchy path, and that there could be a spirit around you that decides to play with you and kid on to you that they are Bridget, they maybe kid on to you because they can be anything they want. So that is mm-hmm. why you want to make sure that you're protected, that you're spiritually ready, so that your ancestors can come through and be there to kind of filter out these spirits and things that will want to be around you once you open yourself up. And more, I would say probably 99% you can trust, especially yeah. if you know your guides are around you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just believe it. Like before you do any or make any big decision, it is really important for you to study in what you're thinking. That you, even if you don't know your path, just learning about basic things about witches and stuff yeah. or spiritualism, whatever you want to look, looking into that, connecting to yourself, asking forgiveness in things that you've had problems in, asking for them to help you and guide you and show you. They are the things you need to start start doing first before you even yeah. think about starting your practice. You and need to find yourself you and to... be calm. And clean in yourself first before you, yeah. you start Just ask yourself what is, what it is you're trying to achieve with the path yeah. you want to take. For me, it was so I could I could connect to a higher energy so I could make better decisions in life. So I could start to hear the spirits around me. So I knew that my guides, my ancestors, my loved ones that I really, really was missing. So I knew these people were around me. That's why I, I wanted to talk to spirits in the first place. Yeah. And that, that is how I became a witch. Is that that is the, a very important part of it, is the reason to why you're yeah. going into it. Like, what's made you want to go into it? That is a very big part of your faith, you know, because that's what pushes you across your path and keeps you going. So, Most of us, I'm nearly 50, I'll be 50 in May. So I'm at a stage in my life, my life where I know that things are changing again. Witches have got three stages. They've got the maid, <laughs> they've got the maiden, the mother and the crone. Your maiden yeah. is typically your, your young girl, your teenager. Uh, your mother is obviously when you start having children, when you start getting married and making... And your crone is your wives. 
I'm at the same stage now. You know what I mean? Like elder generation wisdom wise yeah. sort of yeah. people, So I'm kind know. of at that yeah. stage now <laughs> where I know that I can teach other people. I can I can I, I like to think I've had enough life experience that I could maybe help people not go through all the rubbish I did just to realise that you're a bit different, yes, and you're a witch. So deal with it. <laughs> Exactly. Through all the rubbish. <laughs> exactly. And, and 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 it's fine. It's fine to do research and studying this stuff, guys. But don't let that overtake you. Just go by your natural self and what you feel as yeah, well, guys. Don't yeah. let don't let technology and all uh, literature and everything else to Thank overtake you. your brain. You know, yes, research, study, do whatever, but always keep the natural side. That's really important. Just always remember why you're taking this in the first place, this journey. Yeah. Be safe. And I, I, you will start you will start to recognise the spirits around you as well if you do decide to ghost hunt along with your, your craft, oh, yeah. your witchcraft. Because we actually have a ghost hunting community that is me, sister, Uncle Danny, Christopher, Dakota and things. And if you, you if you do decide to come over to our individual channels, you will hear these spirits around all of us. And you will hear that they are spirits that choose to come to me, they come to Sherry, they come to Uncle Danny. They travel around all of us as a community, which really, really makes me believe that these people have brought us together in life. Be oh, yeah. either my ancestors are also Sherry's ancestors, who then are also Christopher's ancestors, and these maybe, who knows, have brought us together in this time because they know that we are all family. In our yeah. past time, you just don't know, but we do feel and we know that we are family, even yeah. though we're not blood related. We are all a community. I've we always felt that connection, and there's always been that link because of the spirit world. That's how we know. We we are at one one hour and twenty five minutes. We've well, literally so we got are. just under half an hour. So if there is anybody wanting any card readings, let us know, guys. The pricing was to the bottom of the screen. Um, any questions as well, guys? Get them on. £15 UK and £20 USA, okay? So if you're wanting any card readings, guys, just let us know. We've got just under half an hour, just write in the room and um, say the name of the person you're wanting to do it and we'll be away with it. Yeah, if there's any questions and things, guys, I know there's a lot, a lot of information we have put out tonight, even if you have to re-watch this to maybe take in some of the knowledge that we've put out here tonight. Save it in a playlist as well. Last week's show, this week's show. And you can always refer back to it as a guidance for what we will teach you. Next week we will probably focus more on the seasons and things because, as I said, Inbox comes on the 1st and 2nd of February. So Sister and I will probably uh, explain a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, Definitely, yeah. Guys, I know that people have told you probably in the past about sacrificing things. If you ever want to ask us a question about anything deep like that, ask us. But I can tell you from a, a point in my craft right now, I will never ever sacrifice anything in my craft. I will never use blood of an animal, never use blood of anything, okay? So if there's anything you ever want to ask us about that side of the craft, 
we are open to talking about that as well. We know there's scary stories yeah, out yeah. there. So anything you want to ask, we are open to it. But me personally would never use any carcass, any animal parts, any blood or any things like that. I'm the same. I don't, I don't believe in sacrificing. I've, the, the, the phrase in the motto is see and harm nothing. So obviously you're not going to see or harm anything, are you? So that, that that's anything. Um, as well, like in the blood thing, I have, like when I've had to do a certain blessing or something, I have done my finger and put my own blood into it just yeah, to put in okay. and stuff like that. But I would not use other people's blood and I would not use it for a negative thing either. But that's just been a couple of jobs where I needed to put a protection on my kids and they've got my blood. So I use my blood. A lot of people will do that to connect to their yeah. tools. I've heard that before that a lot of people want I won't to do it for anything tools. in the craft. If it's just like um just like a basic spell or something to do with family, then yeah, but if it's for anybody else or anything else, no. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, as I said, I've got my son's teeth in these. I would never ever sacrifice. Yeah. But nothing like that, guys. But that was just an example. If there's ever any questions you want to ask us about the scary side, if you like, of the craft. Yeah, don't be scared. Don't hold back. If you want to know about the darker sides, then just let us know. We will send and we will talk be and be open to you about everything, if we can. And anything that we don't know, we will sure, we'll look up and find out for you and let you know as well, guys. We're not them sort of people that's just going to leave you sitting there wondering. We will sort it out. I mean, that's the likes of tarot cards, right? Tarot cards, just to give a wee bit of explaining about them, if people don't know what they are when yeah. they're listening back to this podcast. The tarot cards are actually your spiritual journey. You are yeah. the fool. The fool goes between the fool to... can you remember what the last one is, to be honest, thinking back on it, right? But you, that is what it is. It's the fool's journey, which is typically your spiritual journey through life, where you're a young person, you then you are awakened then you are maybe like thinking as a higher being, which is your hemophat. Then you maybe come across the towers, which are problems in life. Then you will find your strength. These type of things. So the tarot cards is your journey in life. And the pentacles, the swords and things, they are added into the tarot cards to give you the insight to where it can help the guidance you. Guidance to help you stay on the right path. Yeah. If you choose to, because not everybody listens to what we're saying, but believe me, cards are never wrong. The cards are always there to show you yeah. that your, your path is in front of you, and it's what you want to make of it. The cards will show you, if you continue down the road you are doing right now in your life, whichever it may be, this is what will come up. That is why when I'm doing a reading, I will draw you a different card, and that is to give you a guidance on how... Maybe whatever the card has told you, that's to give you more of an insight, either to help understand it, what the card is saying, or to give you a guidance out to make that situation better. So everything is a representation, and it helps you understand what's happening in your life. Oracle cards are a bit more different. They kind of more messages, aren't they, Willow? They're more of a message from your the oracles are more The oracle cards are more the, the, the direct and personal messages from your higher powers or your ancestors, family, people like that. And sometimes quite a, a bit more direct in a specific way they want, want things to be done and stuff. Oracles are, are different to tarot cards. Tarot cards are more life-telling from the past, present, future and what might arise 
what the last outcome may be. Um, and what you've got to remember is a path can always change. Even though you've had a good reading, you could come and have another reading and something else comes in. Everyday life is changing and there's new new scenarios coming in so that means your cards are constantly changing so all this rubbish about you can only have a card reading once a month no you could have a card reading every day if you wanted to it would be different because it's about your scenario of that time okay everything is what you want it to be yeah. if anybody ever tells you that something is wrong something is the opposite. Don't believe them because for what is, is one way for somebody could be the opposite for you. It's just because everything is yin and yang. Everything's got to have a balance. So for whereas yeah. I was maybe a black witch and sister was a white witch, that wouldn't affect our relationship. Because of course not. It would make us, it would just mean that there was a balance between us that I worked with the dark energies and sister worked with the light. I don't they find that in a lot of COVID they will do that. Like if you go into COVID and stuff like that, they will have a lot of mixed, mixed witches, black, white, because we are all brothers and sisters. And like we said the other week, it's not all associated around that because of the colours. It means we're good or we're bad. But it isn't that at all. It's just that enough one one side is more open to accepting things to come in in a more thoughtful way if you know mm. what I mean so like where white witches will wait for it to happen naturally a black witch will happily go out there and bring something <laughs> to make it happen you know what I mean that is the only difference between us we're not dangerous or anything like that so yeah and there's a difference between a dark witch and a white witch as well dark witches works even you close your eyes and you want to manifest something a lot of people will close their eyes and they will be surrounded by the white light and they will manifest things in the light whereas people that work with the dark energies don't it doesn't mean dark energies like demons it just means dark dark a dark place in your mind which is well when i close my eyes i prefer to manifest things in the dark where it will be yeah like, like and that's what makes the difference between light and dark you know what i mean it's, it doesn't mean i want the demons i'm sitting there thinking in the white so yeah. I'm thinking good and right, and you've got somebody that's a black witch and they're doing the same thing. Just because their mind's gone black doesn't mean that they're doing something negative. It's just how they feel comfortable working in. And it's that what most benefits them, and it's how they yeah. connect. So, and, you know, it's very important to be very open when you're in this faith and to be able to understand that there are many walks of people in this faith and they all do many different things. It doesn't make them bad, okay? So... Yeah. I think a lot of people always get the dark energies mixed up with bad. Yeah. Dark yeah. and bad is two different works and I think you need to remember that especially when you are going down a path, a path in working with energies. Just recognise and if you want to learn a, bit, a little bit about a little bit more about the dark energies you can also talk about that that's not a problem. We could maybe try and get somebody on the show that works with dark energy and they could maybe talk about mm. it. We're open to anything, guys. I do think that we do need to get some shows. I do think we need to set up where we can have some people coming up onto our show as well, sis, where we can get people to come up and talk. I am going to be seeing if I can get sister Linda and brother Chad up on one of our shows just to talk about their sure. investigations. And Linda could talk a little bit about how, what and why she would like to go into the witch faith and how she got into it and things like that. I think it would be really good for them to, to come up. I think it would be good to represent. 
And any of you guys, if any of you want to come up, you've got a faith or something you follow, or you think that you'll, you, you know, your your information and your your way would be really useful to someone else, then please just get hold of me or Drew or get hold of Dakota and Chris and just let us know that you would like to join yeah. the show and we'll sort a date and a time with you. Remember, yeah, the shows yeah. are every Friday, okay, at 11 p.m. UK time, so bear the the times in, in mind, but we're more than happy to to help you guys if we can. Yeah. Swift Family Paranormal invest, uh, Investigations will be live with Chris and Dakota tomorrow night, guys, so do not be missing that. Mm-hmm. They are awesome. I've got a bit of a theory, right? We'll talk about that, if you like, while the show is winding down. Oh. Could we before we carry on doing the the, the talking? Oh, can, yes, we do, can we do the one minute sec, um, silence yeah. for for um, more right here? So, like, obviously, everybody that knows the community knows that we lost brother Morad a couple of days ago, to very inconvenient ways and very sad ways. So, if all of us could just put our hands together for one minute and just be silent and just think of him and his family, that'd be very much appreciated. So if we start that now, I'll just turn the the mic off and when I turn it back on you know it's finished So that is love and respect out to Morad and to his family and to anybody else that's lost anybody and to anyone that we have lost and that's up there. Just a bit of love and respect to all of them and they there's be thinking of the, all of those that are unfortunate at the moment and going through these sort of griefs. And lots of love and light to all of you. Yeah, and guys, as witches, we do do healing streams, sister and I on world channels. We've done them in the past for family members. If you do feel as if somebody needs a couple of prayers right now, maybe even just a, a prayer circle for a, a future operation or something that's coming up, please let us know and we will hold a prayer circle for these people. Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we're we more than happy to help you. We do that on a regular basis anyway, guys, and we, we are here to help you guys and to guide you in whatever way that is, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, please do so. That is why you. we are witches, guys, and I think that's what what I wear my strength as in a lot of ways. It's yeah, I'm good at tarot readings and things, but I yeah. also am good at the magic side. So is sister, where we can yeah. do things for you to help you heal, to send these prayers and things when you need it. That is where your true witch comes. That's well, that's where your true power comes. Is a witch. It's the things that you can do for the person. That you love the most for the person that you know is struggling. We can ask for guides, for God. We can use the power within us to help send it to you, to help you feel it. That is really you, a lot of you've seen us do that a lot yeah. on our shows when we've been together and stuff. We've done it for people, so you know that we can do that. And 
Um, as sister said, I, I, I myself feel that that is our strongest point is when we're we're helping others and um, doing that sort of work. It really seems to benefit us and help us. Yes, Shrimp Shack, I will go to the vaults in February, not a problem. <laughs> For anybody no, we are going to be... <laughs> we'll talk about Edinburgh vaults. <laughs> we are going to be finishing soon. So what was it that you were going to say, sis, before we done the tribute for more uh, for a minute? What's I going to say? I think it was just about the prayer circles and the healing side of the things we do. Reach yeah. out to us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, sis. Just reach out to us, guys. And I know a lot of people have got different health things that is wrong with them right now. Maybe there's, as I said, operations and things that's coming up in your future. Don't be afraid to reach out to us, your sister and I, even if you don't want a full hour or two dedicated to that. We can do something for you off screen and things as well. We don't just always yep. do things for our podcasts and for our channels. We do do these things privately. Yes, we do. So reach out to and us. This is our job. You don't sit on your hands when you need help. This is what we love doing. We like to help people and to make a difference. So please, if you do need us, just come to us and talk to us. We're here always. If we're busy and we've got things to do, we will always get back to you. Do bear in mind we can be busy, but we yep. will always come back to help you. So just yep. just and we can. And remember, sometimes we will say to you, come back in a week or two because the moon is more fuller or something. Don't be put yep. off by saying, no, wait. It's just because as witches, we know where our power is. And a lot of the time, we will use the power of the moon when she's in full cycle. Me, personally, when I'm doing spell work, I do wait till the, the moon is half and half because I find that gives the balance. So, yeah, um, yeah. But there's still moon rituals and things and that as well we can show you and things. Me, personally, I've not done many rituals. I have did a few little dedications and things that I've done to the moon and to different seasons and different goddesses and things. I don't mind sharing all that. I don't mind learning if you want one of us to learn something as well. Yeah, and like obviously I, do, I have done rituals and you've seen me do my circles and call the elements. So you have got videos on my channel where you can watch that as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, just um, just be you guys and just remember that we're always here to guide you and help you. That's what we're here to do. That's why we're doing these shows for. And, and um, everything. It's exciting. Everything. Yeah. I read different. I, the first book I kind of read for the witchcraft was the big blue book of witchcraft, which if people say is the witchcraft bible. I read that, and then through reading that and knowing about spell work and things, I read the idiot's book to alchemy. And that is when yeah. my world really did open up, is when I read the idiot's book to alchemy, because that explains to you why you use the, the why and when you use these elements and these herbs and things, That why they do the things they do. It explains the microisms and things like that. So it gives you an understanding of why this herb works with that herb, why that oil works better with that herb and things. So it kind of gives you a structural... So to me, the Big Blue Book of Witch, Witchcraft and the Idiot's Book to Alchemy, if you read the yeah. two books, first look at it, you will find a lot better understanding of the And practice. please do not be... Be offended by the idiot's book of alchemy. It's just another way of and <laughs> um, what the book does is it describes it to you in a more easier context of words because 
let's face it, some of the words in witchcraft and in your spell work is really complicated to understand. Yeah. So it's better to have a book that can kind of explain it in a better detail. That's all it means for that. Yeah, book. and it has a series of books, guys. There's Eddie's book to alchemy. There's Eddie's book to witchcraft. There's the Eddie's yeah. book to puzzles. There's Eddie's book, Eddie's book to everything on the planet. It's just a short cut down yeah. so you can understand if you're not as educated as these high professional read, educated people are. Read uh, what the Green Witch does, what the, the Earth Witch does, and see what resonates to you. Try exactly. to be a Green Witch for a week. It's about you looking like it, and finding out what... It is about finding out what you connect to and what's about you, okay, guys? But what I'm going to do... Is I do want to thank all of you for coming in and joining me and Sister Drew for our show tonight, The Lost Magics. We hope that you enjoyed the videos on the altars. I'm sorry mine broke. It is working, but it's um, still private. I'll put that up after the show. But a big thank you to all of you for coming in and sharing this evening with us. And thank you to all, anybody that's looking and watching us on all of the other platforms that Chris and Dakota have out as well. And obviously, thank you to the guys for another awesome show sister over to you yeah guys thanks everybody for coming as always i'm always privileged that anybody comes to watch us and i will always show you everything that i've learned by i've only tried to show you something that i've not tried myself so just keep yep. watching keep learning keep an open mind and have fun yep Bless you.